Okay. I th- yeah, I guess this is working. All right, I'm here with Michelle Hartsman. Is that what you said? You got it, yep. Okay. Um, she's going to introduce herself, and then we'll go from there. Yep. So I'm Michelle Hartsman. I'm 28 years old. I'm from New Jersey, and I run my own training and nutrition company online specifically for women. Mm-hmm. So how did you get started in training people? So I got started – Long story short, I, you know, for a long time had really self image issues with myself that I was overweight. I was underweight constantly, either like the big scale of starving myself or overeating. There was no happy medium. And so when I realized that, you know, I was going on Instagram a couple years ago and everyone's eating Pop-Tarts, everybody's, you know, counting the macros and I wanted to know more about it. So just about two years ago, I went out to the Body Design University and I went and I got certified and I came back and I opened up my own LLC and created an online company to change women's lives because I don't want anyone to have to suffer what I went through. Mm-hmm. And was it, did you do it because like, what, what was the motivation? Was it because you wanted something else to do or what was it? I wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to help people. I used to work in oncology and blood disorders Mm -hmm. and you know working in cancer I was able to help people but I wasn't able to change their lives you know there wasn't that full impact it was a really life-changing job for myself and it made me realize that I wanted to make a bigger impact I wanted to help more people fully change their life become healthy create the best version of themselves and control what they can control Mm-hmm. And how did that make you feel like you helping others and like the whole process of starting that? There's no other feeling like it. Like if I can just give to more women and more men, like then I'm set for life. Mm-hmm. And what, like, I, I just always interested in why people have these passions of helping people, especially your personal trainers. And, you know, it's just like you're, you're kind of sacrificing a lot to help other people. Um, so I don't know what, what keeps you going? What keeps you like the motivation going? I mean, from this point, knowing that I've helped somebody change their life, because I think for a lot of us, we sit there and we say, I can do this and I can do that, but they don't realize that they have full control over what ultimately makes them happy. So if I can be the person that helps them and guides them and teaches and educates them, to actually get them where they want to be and get them what they want out of this life, then I've done my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always say personal trainers or anything like that, or coaches, online coaches, they're they're not just like coach. They're not just, you know, there to train you or give you nutrition advice. They're like the all in one, they're psychologists or this and that. They, you know, you have to, you know, we, we have a lot of worries like, Oh, you know, I'm developing bad habits, this and that. Like, so I think it's interesting. Um, how you're kind of taking that approach. I I like to do a lot of mindset stuff with my Mm -hmm. client because it's far more beyond the food and the training, you know, to know and believe that you're worth everything that you want. If you believe it, then you'll actually do it. But if part of you is sitting there doubting that I'll ever be a size two or that I can lose this weight or that I'm deserving of loving myself, if you don't believe that those things are possible, you'll never fully see it through. And how did you, 
like how do you develop that the mindset because you know it's i don't i think it's one of the most difficult things to do um i think it's harder than your training or nutrition because you know you're trying to shape something that you cannot see so how do you do that exactly so what i start with what i've started with myself and now i implement with my clients are affirmations mm-hmm. and that's just stating things that you want and then starting to believe them like it could be the craziest thing. And I tell my clients, I have one client that never thought that she'd be in a bikini for her life. And one of her affirmations is by this summer, I, Lisa will be in a bikini and you say it daily. And over time you start to believe it. And what happens is your mindset shifts to sit there and say, okay, if I want to be in a bikini, now I have to create a plan to get there. If I'm saying this now, I need to start going to the gym three to four times a week. Now I need to start eating my macronutrients and not filling my body with crap. Like the mindset shifts once you start believing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And do you, I mean, of course it's the new year, 2018 is here. So like, do you have anything like that? Do you have, I know a lot of people set goals or whatever resolutions. I don't know what to call them now, but Yeah. yeah. So when the new year was coming, I actually did a coaching call with my girls and I did an affirmations call Mm -hmm. because I didn't want it to be the resolution because you sit there and I think there's a stigma around resolutions now that like you almost get made fun of for making them. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted them to have something that they'll actually stick to. Because when I asked them, I said, have you ever made a resolution that you've stuck to? And they all shook their heads no. So I said, I want to shift that a little bit because I think the bigger the goals that we have, the better the life. And I think a lot of us limit ourselves on our goals and our beliefs on what we really want. And we settle and we sit there and say that we're never going to be able to do it. So now we're practicing our affirmations and I myself have affirmations. And then I create a plan to get there because I can say all these things, but I need to create a plan to get what I want. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in like visualization? I always, I mean, like the, the kind of like, I don't know, I always do this, like, all right, like imagining how you get there. I mean, I also think like everyone has like a big goal or whatever, but they never have the process-based goals. You know, they don't, the, the, the small things day by day, moment by moment that you need to do in order to reach the goal. Yeah. So did, had you ever listened to Andy Frisella's podcast? I have no idea who that is. So. Okay, so he's the CEO of First Form and he has the MF CEO podcast. And what he does, he creates this list. It's called Win the Day. And I've been listening to him for the last couple of years. And that's something that I've implemented with my affirmations it's called Winning the Day. And so that's my, I'm executing three to five things throughout the day that once I get them done that day, I've won the day. And I create that list so that I'm a little closer to what my ultimate goal is. And whatever that might be at the time. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I, for me, it's journaling. I think that that helps me much better. Um, or like, um, if you ever heard of Dr. Jordan Peterson, he has a self self authoring program. So you go back to your past, present, and future. So he, you break these all down, and then he has a, like a, the big five personalities or whatever, and these uh, tell you like open mindedness. Um, you know, a lot of different things from that. Um, and then you put it all together. It's kind of, it's kind of worked for me, but you know, I think, I think everyone has like this system and it's like, wow. So you write down three to five things. And, um, I think it's interesting and in how you kind of do that. Um, so you helping all these, I mean, like has, has it become overwhelming at all? Um, I mean, like sometimes I feel like online coaches, I mean, it's online, so you can help everybody pretty much. 
Um, do you ever feel like at some point this might not the dam will burst, but like it'll become to like a critical moment where you're going to have to decide, Hey, well, I can only take this many clients. I don't want the quality of, you know, what I'm helping you helping others with go down. I think about that a lot, a lot. And one thing I struggle with is I'm really bad at asking for help. I'm not really good at being supported in my business because it's my name. It's my brand. They're my clients, but I need to realize that in order to serve them better as I grow and the brand grows, it would be beneficial to have another coach and somebody else to help them and guide them. And if I can offer them more support by bringing on more team members, then that's what I want to do. So as it grows, my goal is to give them the most support that I can and leverage my business that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's very important because I feel like, you know, especially when you, you get so many clients, I think like, you know, some people, a hundred clients is max or 50. I mean, it's a lot. And some, some say, well, I don't go past 10. You know, these are my 10. I'm working hard for these 10 people and we're going to reach long, long term goals. We're not going to fizzle out because, you know, I've read a statistics. If you have at least a hundred clients, like 20% of them drop off like that. So it's like, a, I mean, I always say don't be statistic because um, it's not, you don't want to be in that kind of category, but yeah, I, I see that. And I'm like, wow. So what is like the, not the mag, I guess the magic number or whatever you want to call it of where it's like, that's, that's should be as much as you can handle, you know, 20, some people tell me it's 20, 25, something like that. Um, some people say, well, you should only have five or six or seven, you know, that and then like online clients should be 10 or something like they have like this kind of portfolio of people. And then, cause you, cause you develop relationships with these people. And if you have on your clients, you're not going to develop relationships. Um, and which is like, I think, I guess the most important part or aspect um, of like anything. I mean, I've been, I've, this is my first whole year of podcasting. So I've developed relationships with like everyone I've done a podcast with. So it's really strange to me, like all this, like how this all works. And that's the biggest thing you nailed it is the relationship. And the one thing I say to my clients and even prospective clients is I become really attached to my clients. Like I love them almost too much (laughs) and I want to see each one of them succeed. So at any given time, I take on about 20 to 25 clients. But if I feel that I'm getting overwhelmed at that point, I will not take on a new client because I know that it's not serving me as a coach and it's not serving my current clients. But now what I've structured so that they never feel that they're unsupported is they do weekly check-ins with me and I'm their coach. However, I've structured it to be a little bit of group coaching where they have an accountability group through the app Voxer. So they teach and ask questions in there all day long that I myself am in, but they can message each other and get those answers right away. If somebody's short on protein or somebody's not motivated to go to the gym, they have constant support so that they never feel that they're alone in this. Mm-hmm. I always ask this because it's interesting. So how do you feel when a client wants to, I don't know, leave or move on or whatever you want to call it? Um, I don't know. Maybe if you had them for like a year and you're like, oh, wait, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. I just want to see how people handle that differently. So it depends. So my current program is 12 weeks. And so they'll stay with me for the 12 weeks and then they have the option to go month to month at that point, 
or they can, you know, go off on their own. But my goal as a coach is to teach and educate them so that they no longer feel that they need a coach. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I want them to feel that they can live this life of healthy, balanced food and freedom and go to the gym and know how to put a circuit together and know that they can do this on their own. If they feel that they need the support for an extra couple of months, great. I will be there to coach them. If they feel like they need something else, I will highly recommend them to another coach because mm -hmm. my goal for them is for them to succeed. Mm -hmm. And do you have your own coach? This is always a good example. Yes, I do. I will never not have my own coach. See, that's what I always say. Like, like I don't know what it is. It's like a chain of reactions. Like the coach has a coach of the coach of the coach. Um, and there's different types of coaches. There's the business coach. There's the, there's the personal, like, you know, um, online trainer or something. It's, it's so vast and like what you can be coached in. Anything these days. And I think for me, it's the accountability. And also when you're in the fitness industry and then when it comes to your own fitness, you know, we as trainers constantly want to change things and it's constantly evolving. There's so much knowledge out there and so many strategies that for myself, it really keeps me grounded to have a coach to say, Michelle, this is what you're going to do. And I can execute that. I can think less about myself and serve my clients more powerfully. Mm -hmm. And how has technology changed the game? I mean, like, I, you know, I found you through your Instagram and I'm not really an Instagram person, more of a Twitter person. But I was just like looking, I'm just like, so how has this changed like everything for you? I'm kind of curious. So it's changed everything. And I'll tell you, I actually started out personal training in person. Mm -hmm. And what I realized about that was I was training these women and they, you know, they train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'd see them again on Monday and every weekend they'd fall off and say, I think the scale's up. I feel like crap. I ate like crap. And it, I said to myself, I'm not making a big enough impact. I can give them nutrition guidelines. I can give them their macros and they can train with me two to three times a week, but nothing's changing. And that's when I said to myself, there has to be something else out there. And that's when I kind of, at that time, I was looking to an online coach for myself. And I was like, hey, well, if I'm looking into an online coach. Why can't I be an online coach? At this point, it gives me more of the ability to take over their full training schedule, their cardio, their nutrition. And then there's that accountability factor. Mm -hmm. I always, so what are like your biggest mistakes you made as a coach? I'm always interested in like what, what aspects you kind of felt like you faltered or just made a mistake. First when starting out was taking on clients that just weren't ready yet mm -hmm. because, you know, I do do an interview process because the thing is, in investing in your health is one of the most vulnerable things that you can ever do. And we all want that, but we're not all ready for that. We're not all ready to make a change and take action because I can give somebody a plan, but they're the one at the end of the day that has to execute. And if they're not ready to do that and I, and not willing to be coached through that, then it's a loss for them. And it's a loss for me because my goal as a coach is to have them succeed. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the most important part. And when do you know someone's not ready? Is it is it just like, like is it like a moment or something they say, or is it like what is it um, when you know someone's not ready or prepared or something? Like now I try to be really conscious of their tone on the phone, especially when I ask them questions like, "If you're one out of ten to do this, like if you had everything you needed right now." And they dabble between that seven, eight, nine, but they're never really a 10. And then they're trying to convince themselves that they're a 10. 
that tells me that they're not ready. And that's okay. That's okay that they're not ready. But I don't want them to feel like they have to be ready. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just please me. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is another topic. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of sensitive, but it's like, I think it needs to be talked about. So what is your solution to those that cannot afford personal trainers or online coaches? For that, you know, and that's something I've struggled with myself because I just want to help everybody. And the one thing with social media and Google and Pinterest is that there's so much strategy out there. Mm -hmm. There's so much out there. And so my biggest thing is I'm a big advocate of, you know, flexible dieting and macros because for myself, limiting myself to like a whole 30 or Atkins or like a bodybuilder bro diet didn't work for me. So if I come across somebody that's not looking to financially invest in themselves, but they want to get started, that's where I do refer them to avatarnutrition.com and bodybuilding.com and just start with the basics and I'll give them the guidelines of how to start. And I think just even just getting started is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about like guides? Like what if there was like a Hartsman guide, you know, for $15 and or $30, whatever the price may be. Um, do you think that would be beneficial? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that want to understand this knowledge. Of course, there's so much information out there. You don't know what to follow, but I want to follow what you kind of know and your knowledge and whatever else you learn in the future, you know? Absolutely. And honestly, so I've, I've created like a free macro tracking mm-hmm. source. I've created like a free workout, which has two workouts, but I want to create one that's together, which has like a full day and full month of workouts. And then, you know, macro guide. And honestly, I think that I would do it for free because mm-hmm. I think that if somebody wants it enough and if they're willing to educate themselves then I want to give that to them and I want them to do it and succeed. Yeah. The, the, your, your saint does not, not many people <laughs> would do that. I mean, I always, I don't know, I see it and some guides are like, I'm like, that's ridiculous. You have a price. I just feel like, you know, the, I don't know. It's amazing that you're, <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. That's interesting. <laughs> My um, ultimate goal. And that's the biggest thing I think with the fitness industry too, is that it's really hard for women to scroll through Instagram and think I'm never going to look like that. I can never do that. And so if I can give to somebody that really actually wants to do it and they just don't know how to start and they cannot afford it, then that's what I want to do because Mm -hmm. why not? It doesn't cost me anything except for time. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered like, because a lot of people um, make guides and tons of guides come out. Um, I'm always interested in like people making guides about like, you know, because like food is expensive. You don't know what to get. You're lost in the supermarket or wherever you go, local food store. So you're like, you're like in a kid in a candy shop. You don't know what to buy. You don't know what to get. Everything, you know, healthy foods are a little more expensive, especially if you get the 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 pre-made meals. Um, you know, um, there's a, there's a lot of things that that go into shopping, and you know, a lot of people don't like that that headache. So I was interested in like would it at all be possible to make like some type of free information where you could figure out like what to get at your specific supermarket without like, I don't know. I've, it's a bad idea. It's a good, great idea, but I just don't know how it works if you make an app or something. Um, it's interesting to me. So like, what do you recommend to people that like, they just don't know how to shop for healthy foods? A lot of it comes down to, I can't afford it and I don't have time when they say that they don't want to shop for healthy food is what I found. And so that's where one, if you don't have time, 
frozen vegetables are your best friend and they're 99 cents. Mm-hmm. You know, every grocery store has frozen vegetables. So there we go. We're going to get our fiber in. We're going to get some micronutrients in. And then also just get some lean protein. Mm-hmm. That's where I like to start people, especially for my women, because a lot of us don't get enough protein in throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's the way. Um, so, you know, this is a, a touchy subject as well, because, you know, a lot of people have different ideas, but what is your your specific nutritional philosophy you follow like the keto do you think like it all these are different and like what like what do you think like in terms of nutrition is like really kind of beneficial and i think it's case by case basis some people think well it can work for anyone you just gotta do this i'm i'm interested in what you think so for what i personally do for myself is macros and if it fits Mm -hmm. your macros however What works for me might not work for you. So my philosophy on that is do what you can stick to. Because if you're choosing a diet and say it's keto or like bodybuilder bro and you're eating the same meal seven times a day, seven days a week, and you can't stick to that where you're eventually going to have like a binge eating episode or, you know, you're going to sit there and say, I can't do this anymore. Next step is no full carb, no fat, like going from extreme to extreme. And that's not something you can stick to. So a diet that you can stick to is what I recommend you go on. And for me and my clients, that is the idea of flexible dieting. Because if my boyfriend says, Michelle, I want to go out for pizza and wine tomorrow. Are you down? I could say, yeah, I don't have to say, well, let me bring my Tupperware and I'll watch you eat. Because that's not living. Mm-hmm. What is your flexible dieting rule? I mean, some people say 80-20. Some people say 90-10. Some people say, you know, um, I do 60-40 or something like that. Where like, do you track your macros when you go to a restaurant? Um, do you pre-plan what you're going to get before you even get there? Um, like, these are questions that I feel like a lot of people have every every time and they don't know what to follow. I think it's different case by case. Now for me personally, I like to look up the menu. Even before I ever track macros, I like just like to know what I'm eating. I like food, so I like to know what I'm going to have. So I do look beforehand and I will track it beforehand. And for my client, especially for my beginners, they get so caught up on hitting those numbers exactly. So my advice to them is to pre-plan. If you have the ability to pre-plan and avoid the stress and headache while you're at the restaurant, why would you not give yourself peace of mind? Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, there's so much bad, not bad, like just misguided information or something like that. And so how do you avoid that information? I mean, like people go on insane diets, um, insane lifestyle, you know, eating 200 calories or e- even e- eating like just, you know, intuitive eating, which I think is interesting, but I just don't understand how that could work because you're just, you're just eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Now, with that said, I say ask questions. I think these days so many people are afraid to ask questions. And, you know, you see all this information online. You see somebody write a post and you're like, oh, that diet works for them. Maybe it works for me. But if you're unsure, ask. Like, I love when people direct message me and ask me questions because you might not be my client, but I was able to help you. So ask because no question's dumb. And any person that's in the fitness industry and an influencer and trying to help people 
will help you and give you the answer that you're looking for and guide you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I think the questions is an important thing because sometimes you want to ask a question, but you're like, um, like you're just, I don't know if it's shy or just scared to ask questions because you're, you, you just, you don't want to hear the answer sometimes because <laughs> it's so sometimes very blunt and very simple. And you would be like, Oh, I knew that I just did, you know, I need to hear it from someone else. Um, so I just find that interesting. And sometimes too, it's just the reassurance. Sometimes just hearing it from somebody else makes you believe it, you know, and maybe it gives you that extra accountability to say, Hey, you know, Michelle guided me in this direction. I'm going to start this. Or now I know to not start keto because that wouldn't be best for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, like what you're, I think the most important thing about like, what you're doing is creating a community like that, the community aspect, the accountability, the, the friendship, the, 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 everything that goes into that, like it makes it like work very well and function in a way that like it's never been done before. I mean, like you go back 10, 15 years, you, you couldn't do that. Like that, that was impossible, you know, to create a community like that. You would have to be in person, you know, this and that you, you know, I mean, there was email, but like nobody was using it. Um, nowadays, everyone has their email list. You know, I can send you everyone a certain thing. So I don't know if you like the technology. And you mentioned an app. Like what, like, what do you think like the applications and apps? And, you know, I mean, I see all these different fitness apps and my fitness pal. You can track your macros on there and all these other things. I'm like... Uh, to me, it's too much because there's like, like there's just one called Sweat Coin, and you earn coins, and you could spend it on their marketplace, and it's like the number one fitness app now. And I'm like, well, so I just have to walk. It's like a motivation to walk or something. So, like, what do you think about the fitness apps and all these? Like, you know, everyone uses my fitness pal. I don't, but a lot of people do. I like writing them down. I don't know what yeah. it is. There are so many apps. Tell you, I myself use my fitness pal and so do my clients. And the reason for that is because it's the biggest food database. And so it's going to leave you less time searching for something. However, if I had a way to have all my apps in one place, that would be like a godsend. But right now it is a lot of technology and I couldn't take on a client that isn't tech savvy. And that is the downfall of it if that makes sense. So like, for instance, I have my fitness pal and then I have my own workout app where then I can create my girls personal programming. So they have to download that app, which is called Virtua gym. And then they're invited to my heart's body fitness domain. And I create everything on my end for them. And then there's also, I have a private Facebook group for them where we put all their recipes. And then I've also created a learning site for them because my goal even post-program, I keep them in that educational site because I want them to keep learning because I keep putting new information in there and I want yeah. them to succeed, but it is a lot of technology. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when, I don't know, your client's a little older and looks at the thing and starts wondering, well, I don't know what this Heartsman app or, you know, whatever the app is called, like, did, or my fitness file. I don't know how to use this. I have to scan barcodes now? Like, what is going on? So that's where I like to get really personal because like I said, my goal is for them to succeed. So I actually set up a zoom call just like you and I are having right now. And I go ahead and walk them through everything. I can sync my phone to your, and then walk them through with my mouse. So if they're confused on how the app works, I do teachings on that. I also do live group coaching calls with the girls and where, so through their check-ins, I can tell where they're struggling, whether it's through apps or measuring food 
or workouts that I know I need to teach and educate on that. And I record them as well so that if somebody missed that, they can go back and watch that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. And just so you learn a lot yourself. So like, I mean, like what happens when you learn a lot of things and, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Uh, you, how do you incorporate that to what you've already known and what you've already told them? Because it's constantly evolving. It's like, <laughs> I know. Well, that's the one thing I tell them is like training and nutrition these days is like there's something new out there every single day. But as soon as I learn something new and if I want to try it, I'll try it out for myself first. And if it works, then that's when I'll start to teach and educate on it. But if I just hear something and I'm not sure if it's real or if it's value for them, then there's no point for me to go out there and say, try this or this works or, you know, and when they have questions that I might not know the answer to, because they read an article that says, Michelle, what about this supplement or, you know, this diet? What about this? I'll do my research and I'll find out for them. Mm -hmm. And what about the, the, I've said, I always say like nutrition and training is it's in, well, I think training is a little more grown up, but I think nutrition is in its infancy. And like, there's not really, I mean, we've learned a little bit, but macros really, okay. Is there like specific things? Like, why is that? You know, I think there's so much more to it that, you know, research and this and that and what, you know, like you go back like five, six years when I was or in high school, it was like, you know, it's just like, drink your milk, drink your, you know, drink this, drink that, you know, I was, I, I drank all my milk, you know, you have stronger bones, whatever, um, whatever that, you know, those campaigns said that, that food pyramid that they always showed was like, yeah. and it's like this, not, and like, I, like now I realize that's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of right, but it's really wrong at the same time. It's weird. So yeah. I, I always look at those things and, you know, how it changed and now, like, where is this going to be in five to 10 years? I guarantee you it's not gonna, we're not going to be tracking macros. We're going to be on this new thing that, that is going to be so much better for you, blah, blah, blah. So I always like look at that. But I think macros are kind of like the way to go nowadays. Um, but yeah, you can incorporate like diets with macros. Like keto is like kind of that. So it's like high, high fat medium protein and then like little to no carbs, which I, I think the no carbs is crazy. I think, yeah, you know, you need some carbs and taste good. Um, yeah. And they're in everything. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way to go. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to me that everything has this, like kind of evolution and things are going to change and all these other things can happen. So, you know, and you know, that, macros might now actually work for someone because or even like the you got it's just experimentation i believe there's no it's a guessing game oh and that's the thing is every person is different and that's really also as a coach learning your client and making sure especially with their check-ins that they're communicating with you mm -hmm. because if they're saying everything's fine and everything's not fine then that's not okay because you could have someone on macros and that macro profile that you set up for them isn't benefiting their body. And so that's just tweaking things and really learning your clients and honing in on that and having them trust you enough to confide in you. Okay. And we got to talk about supplements right now because mm -hmm. I need to know what you think about it. I, I'll give you my personal belief because I don't want to be biased. So my personal belief is you do not need a single – supplement 
you can get it from everything that you get. I mean, even if you're vegan or this and that, like lifestyle or, or decisions that you make, I think it's possible to get it all from what you eat. Am I incorrect or do you have a different perspective? No, I 100% agree. And I, that's the first thing I tell my girls is you do not need a single supplement. You do not need them. Mm-hmm. Will they make hitting your protein daily easier? 100%. Will that help you aid in your progress? Yeah. Will BCAs help with muscle recovery? Will they get you to drink more water throughout the day? Definitely. Will a multivitamin help to increase your micronutrients? Yeah. But do you need to be on supplements? No. Mm. See, it's it's good to hear that from someone else because a lot of people don't, I don't know, they hear me say it and they'll be like, oh, he's just, he's just, you know, you know, not really, he doesn't know what he's talking about, um, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think it's such an interesting aspect, like eating it out of your foods and understanding what you're kind of eating. And then, you know, I think supplements, I guess if you're, I only recommend them for athletes if you're doing something like um, bikini shows or you, you want to compete in bodybuilding or this and that, like I do recommend supplements for them. And then, you know, some, some places I'm, I'm like, uh, well, I don't know what this stuff, like there's so many different things. So how do you help someone go through this? Like if someone wants to, like, they're like, okay, I want supplements. How would you guide them through it? Do you use, have a specific brand? Do you just follow whatever they like, you know, cause you know, there's lots of flavors, lots of ones that taste differently. You know, a lot of, a lot of that, it's like trial and error with that too. So. So I'll tell you, when I first started my journey with supplements, I honestly, I I don't know if you've ever heard a girl complain about mascara, but like trying to find the best mascara out there is like impossible. And for a long time, when I started getting to the fitness industry, that's how I felt about supplements. I would buy a protein and then I'd go to the store and I'd buy another one. I'd keep trying and dabbling and figure out what was best for me. And my goal as I took this on as a career was I wanted to be so well educated in it and I wanted the support from a company to educate me. So that's when I started doing my research and I came across first form and they're one of the cleanest companies on the market. You'll find a lot of companies these days, you know, you can go to Costco and you can get like a 40 pound tub of protein for like 15 bucks, but usually the cheaper a protein is the more fillers it has in it. The cheaper BCAs are pre-workouts, the more fillers it has has in it that you actually don't know where you're ingesting. Mm-hmm. I, you, by the way, you probably take steroids, so uh, that's in there. That's what they mix them in China, and then they like so they don't clean out the tubs, so they just mix it all together. So you get a bunch of stuff that's not going to be listed on the thing. Um, so it's interesting to me that that's happening. A lot of products are like that. I think it's like 50% of products in a local um, GNC or vitamin store or something like that has has some type of filler. Exactly. And so that's why I recommend that they all use first form. I don't make them use it by any means. If they have a husband at home and they share protein that's from GNC, I can't sit here and say, I don't want you on that. No, I don't want them going out and spending more money. So what I say is, okay, if you're comfortable with that protein and it doesn't make you feel bad and you want to finish that tub, go for it. And then we can talk about what's best to shift you to. That'll make you feel even better. Mm -hmm. And do you recommend other third party? I mean, it's, it's so hard because, you know, oh, I support force form or whatever. I'm a part of them or something like that. Or I just, I just love that product. What about other products? If someone wants a, I mean, not way. I want to think of something else, but like another product, like 
something similar to first form. Um, I'm just interested in what you think. I do actually, because I actually have some clients in Canada and the shipping for first form to go to Canada was like $50 and it was a lot of money. She didn't want to spend it. So I went through, I went online to her like a local GNC and found products that I myself have taken before in the past and I know are pretty reputable companies. So then I sent them over to her and said, in the instance that you don't order first form, these are what I would recommend for you. That's amazing. I don't know. Michelle, I could probably talk to you for days. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> that's an issue I have, but yeah, it's, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, I hope everyone, uh, where can they find you? So, you know, you have a website or, uh, I, I, I don't, what's your exact Instagram and stuff like that? Can you? So my exact Instagram is heartsbodyfitness. Now that's H-A-R-T as in Tom is.